I think at the time I began to work on this years ago, I realized that my wife and I had commitments nearly every evening. I was involved with Evangelism Explosion one night. She was singing in a choir one night. We were teaching Memorize the Word on Monday night. And we had two other Bible studies, one on Thursday and Friday night. I realized that our kids were not in that. They were young at that time, a young age at that time. One was three and one was five. So I began to change that. Do you often feel pulled in multiple directions, many of which are good things, things that should and need to be done in which you feel glorify the Lord? Or maybe you feel trapped by the demands of work, family, and other commitments, so much so that you don't have time to invest in your relationship with the Lord or to invest in other people spiritually. Hi, my name is David Dennis, and I'm with the Kansas Communities Ministry with the Navigators. Thank you so much for joining us today for this final podcast with Dr. Richard Spann. Dr. Spann is the former director of the Kansas Communities Ministry. You know, there have certainly been seasons in my life when I have felt like I didn't know if I was coming or going. I had significant time demands at work. We homeschooled our children and were involved heavily in church and other activities. At the time, all these seemed to be good activities, but they became not so good when they interfered with what was really important, a personal walk with God. This one I want to talk about, I think, is critically important, and I think you could title it several ways. One is living with margin or how to have the margin in our lives that would enable us to do the things that we really, in retrospect, are glad we did. Uh, Margin is so hard to obtain in most people's lives because their lives are are so busy, so many responsibilities, so many commitments. Uh, You have more than two or three children. They're busy every night with different activities and your work relationships at work, hobbies, that people do not have the time they need to spend with others, with the Lord, with what the Lord would have them do. Many different people that we have asked to be a part of one enterprise or another simply do not have the time to do it. Uh, So I think early in my return here to Wichita, I discovered that I did not have the margin enough to even have lunch with my wife. And I was a resident in internal medicine and pulmonary disease in Rochester. Uh, A couple times a week, I would call my wife when we would have lunch. When I got back here to town, I realized that every noon was busy. We were busy seeing a patient or some activity going on. After a few months, I realized if I needed to do that, I was going to need to be deliberate and to make time available for her. And I think the same thing is true in other relationships with people and with the Lord. And I jotted down a couple of definitions of margin to help us understand that. Uh, One definition I like is the difference, uh, margin is the difference between our load and our limit, uh, or the freedom and capacity to do daily in our lives, that which is important. 
someone has said, the urgent is seldom important. The important is seldom urgent. Howard Hendricks once said that obtaining margin in our lives is keeping the elephants off of our air hose. (laughs) And I like that thought, keeping the elephants off of our air hose. I think our lives are, are in a spiral, more so with each generation. And I think Howard Hendricks at once time stated that we live our lives in such a tight spiral that we honk at our own taillights. <laughs> and I think that, think that is true. Some years ago, I thought if I'm going to get control of my time and use it the way the Lord wants me to, I'm going to need to think through a scriptural perspective of time. So I developed a scriptural perspective of time, number one. Psalm 90.12 says, So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Our days are limited. They don't go on forever. James 4.14 says our life is one breath. So we notice that it's not only unpredictable, but it's short. Ephesians 5.16 reminds us to redeem the time, make the most of the time, because the days are evil. And I think if I was to determine how best to use time, I needed obviously to look at the Lord. He is my life. He has given to me. And I, if he gave me his life to live in my life, then I can learn a lot and take what he did in his example and trust him to do the same in mine. One thing I discovered when I looked at how Jesus used time was that a priority was time with the Father. Luke 5.16 says, But he often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. So I needed to make that a priority. He had a distinct sense of his time being under the direction of God the Father. And I needed that sense as well to notice that the Lord was in control of my time. He was more relationship-oriented in life in his use of time than task-oriented. And I was different than that. I, had, I was task-oriented. And if I had things to do, I would, I would want to do them rather than being relationship-oriented. So to understand that a priority of his was time with the Father primarily interested in relationships, and understand that the God had control of his time was helpful to me. I think the other thing that was helpful to me, number three, in looking at my time management, was what Lauren Sani mentioned a number of years ago in terms of priorities, that we should determine our priorities, and that there were five of these in number, that which is essential, that which is necessary, that which is good, that which we should delegate, and that which we need to eliminate. And so as I began to look at what was essential in my life, looking, of course, in Jesus' life, I discovered that number one was my relationship with the Lord, that I needed to plan my day based on that. That's where I needed to begin. Second priority was relationship with my wife. That was the second relationship that God gave me. Third was our children. I think at the time I began to work on this years ago, I realized that my wife and I had commitments nearly every evening. 
I was involved with Evangelism Explosion one night. She was singing in a choir one night. We were teaching Memorize the Word on Monday night. And we had two other Bible studies, one on Thursday and Friday night. I realized that our kids were not in that. They were young at that time, a young age at that time. One was three and one was five. So I began to change that, and we began to change that, realizing that I could have one night out, my wife could have one, and then one where we worked with the kids in ministry. Because that was a priority, and so I've maintained those priorities since. Number one is my relationship with the Lord. Number two, my wife. Three, my children. And the other essential priorities were other people, people that either needed to know Jesus or needed to know him better. Yeah, those were priorities. Governing my priorities meant spending time with people apart from the normal relationships with them. Second priority is necessary. What's necessary? Well, work is necessary. But the question is, how much work is necessary? Many of my partners are working 60, 70 hours a week. I did not feel it was necessary to work that degree. I, one thing I could control was the office, so I began to cut down the office hours. I could not control the consults that came to me from the hospital or the emergencies. I needed to be available for those, but I, what I could control, I decided to control. And I just did that really to make room for the essential time with the Lord, time with my wife, children, and people to help them in their growth spiritually. A lot of things were good committees, different other responsibilities, hobbies. Uh, a lot of things were good. But the good often is the enemy of the best and particularly the essential. So I began to cut down on those things that were good. Whatever I could delegate, I would delegate. And whatever I should eliminate, I began to eliminate. And I think the Lord really helped me do number four, which was to develop a plan for my life. And the general principles of that plan were to give the Lord the first or best of my day. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So by creating that essential time with him, and making that a priority, priority with my wife and children, I found that the Lord miraculously provided for my day and that he would take care of the rest of the day. It was amazing to see how he would help me through that. I discovered also that I needed to build a margin into each day, a half an hour into the morning, hour into the afternoon. I could not tell what each day would bring, but if I would do that, I discovered that the Lord would fill that either with time with people or with him, and that I would not be two hours late getting home to have supper with my family. I would be able to finish up and have that time with them as part of my essential priority. Uh, that plan should be on a daily basis. I should be uh, able to do that daily. So I look, worked out a schedule every day to make that uh, time available to him. So there are different changes that I've made over the years, but still, 
I think the looking at my life in terms of the essential, necessary, good, delegate, eliminate has done a lot to keep me uh, available to the Lord, uh, available to people. Because that's what the Lord demonstrated. Uh, priority with the time with the Father, priority time with the people. And if the Lord will enable me to do that, I'll be grateful, continue to uh, have that margin. And although I'm retired now, there are things which occupy my time, and I still need that discipline of looking at the essential, necessary, good, delegate, eliminate. What do you think are some of the factors that prevent us from having that margin? Obviously, we've we've listed the things which compete, those things which are good but can be reduced. Um, what what are some things that seem to drive us to fill up our lives? Do you think? I think one is not really having an objective for our life, and I should have mentioned this. In the Navigators, we have an objective. My objective is to know Christ in my own life uh, in ever-increasing depth, to make disciples, develop laborers at all times and in any conditions I go. And this objective is important to me, and by that objective I can determine whether something will allow me to accomplish that objective or not. If we have no objective, then it doesn't matter what our life is focused on. And indeed, having margin is of no value if you do not use that margin in a way that's productive for your life or accomplishes the Lord's will. I have known some that have created margin only to use that to advance their golf game. So I think this margin is beneficial only if we have a clear objective for our life and only clearly know we have a walk with the Lord close enough that we really sense what he wants us to do. And if we're walking close enough with the Lord, I think he will help us understand what he wants us to do. Mm -hmm. And then once we do that, once we have that inner guidance from the Spirit, I think we, we need then the margin to follow the Spirit. We need the margin that, that will enable us to to have the time. Now, this margin that I talk about is mainly dealing with time. There are other forms of margin. There's financial margin. There's emotional margin. And we cannot allow ourselves to be drained emotionally. Uh, There were days in which I would see over 70 people, half of them on ventilators, on a weekend, recovering from my partner's you would go from disaster to disaster. You had to dump that emotional margin at the out of the just the moment you got out the door. You could not handle it. So there are days and times when we get emotional overload. Many people these days have have no financial margin. They come out of school with a tremendous debt. And that debt forces them to take two jobs, forces them to to have difficulties perhaps with their marriage or their family, and it gives them objectives which are uh, perhaps ungodly. 
And so I, I think there are other forms of margin that interplay with the time margin as well. My objective is to know Christ in my own life in ever-increasing depth and to make disciples and develop laborers at all times under any conditions in every place I go. That is the objective of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Do you have an objective in life? I urge you to pray about that and consider adopting that as your own as well. Based on several scriptural passages, this objective is our guiding star and helps us choose what is essential, necessary, good, as well as that which we need to delegate or eliminate from our lives. Join us next time as we learn more about making disciples naturally. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the navigators, nor of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Thank you for listening.